Hi guys, welcome to The Spiritual Life with Anne-Marie Lord. On today's programme, I'm going to talk to you about a book that I absolutely love. It's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now this book was written in 1937 and it's been an inspiration for some of the top motivational speakers, the top businessmen, um, the top people um, in the world. There's a guy called Bob Proctor who created his whole career and has worked for over 50 years delivering the contents of this book. It's an amazing book. If you haven't got one, go and get one, okay? I'll talk to you a little bit about some of the things um, I want to pick out about this book, but today I want to talk to you about desire. Now, desire is making something real. It's not about wishing. It's not about hoping. It's actually about creating something, doing it, receiving it, I'm going to go and get it, okay? So I want you to picture it in your mind. If you haven't got a pen and paper, I want you to go and get one. You can listen to this first and then take some notes later and listen to it again, or you can take notes now. It's entirely up to you. But what I want to talk to you is about the six steps that's going to help you create your desire. Now, you hear me speak about vision boards, and I spoke about that the other day on the live feed and also on the podcast. But today I'm going to create, we're going to create a desire statement. Now, this desire statement is going to be so um, precise um, and we're going to have everything in it that we want and you're going to constantly focus on it and you're going to create your desires, okay? So let's take a a six-step journey and um, see what we can manifest, okay? So the first step is fixing your mind the exact amount of money you desire. Now, some of you might say, oh, I never thought about money. Well, it's important, okay? If you don't like the word money, ask yourself why. But how I get around it sometime, or how I used to get around it in the very beginning, as I used to call it, energy, okay? So we all need energy to survive. We all need money to survive. A lot of spiritual people out there love to give everything away, yeah? You keep giving it away, and you create a a, a disharmony in the balance uh, of your energies really okay so think about that when you're giving everything away okay so you've got to create a balance so the first step is fixed in your mind the exact amount of money you desire so it's not good enough to just say i want plenty of money you've got to be precise okay Now, the second is determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. Now, remember me saying to you about the energy exchange? If it's off, it's off. You need to make sure the balance is right. So for you to receive the money you deserve, or not deserve, receive the money you desire, then you've got to make sure you give something in return. Okay, so that's the second step. Now, the third step is establish a definite date when you intend to possess this money. Okay, so it's no good saying, oh, sometime in 2021, I want you to give yourself a date. All right. So you give yourself a precise date. I gave myself, I wanted to manifest this car, as you've probably heard me talk about in some of the other podcasts. And I gave myself a date in October. I actually gave myself a specific date. I think it was the 19th. I'm not sure. But um, the, the date Actually, I think I was a couple of days off, but it was still in October. So that's cool. Now, the fourth. Now, this is important. They're all important, but this is a fourth. Create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin with it at once, whether you are ready or not. Okay. 
whether you are ready or not. This is where a lot of us get stuck. <clears throat> so when you de- when you decide to start your own business or you decide to create something, then um, the uh, imposter syndrome starts creeping in. It's like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not as good as everyone else. And, you know, I can't do this. Excuse me. <coughs> well, I'm telling you, you can. Okay. So create a definite plan for carrying this out and create it and begin at once whether you're ready or not so the fifth thing is write out a clear conscious statement of the amount of money you intend to require name the time limit for its acquisition state what you're going to do in return for the money and describe clearly the plan through which you intend to accumulate it So you remember in step four, we talked about setting out a plan. Well, this is the desire statement. Step five is the desire statement. This is where you're going to put the whole lot all together in action steps. So just to go over that again, you're going to write out a clear, conscious statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire. Name the time limit. State what you intend to give in return and describe clearly the plan in which you're going to take to get there. Now, step six is we need to read your written statement aloud twice a day. Once just before retiring at night and once after getting up in the morning. And as you read it, see it, feel it, believe it. Believe you're really in it. If you see it in your mind, I used to love doing this of a night time. I still do, actually. Of a night time when you get in bed, I like to, to dream and visualize stuff. Now, if you see this and you visualize it and you take yourself through, I want you to make it colorful. Make this dream bigger. Step into it and feel how you would feel. Look on the people's faces around you and see what happens when you've achieved this. Really feel into this. This is something that I do with the kids all the time. You know, um, my granddaughter, she's she's learning gymnastics or nasty gymstics, as my husband calls it. And she um, she's learning to do the splits. And I often say to her, okay, so, you know, we're about four inches off the floor here. Let's let's sit down. So we sit down and I say, okay, picture this in your mind. Picture you're in this gorgeous leotard and you're, you're doing it and you're in a competition and you can see it and everyone's shouting and you're going down to the ground and wow, you've achieved this, you know. You've actually achieved the splits and this is amazing and you're excited. Everyone's faces, you can see the smiles on everyone's faces and she's all pumped up and ready to do this and then she does it again and she goes, down to two inches you know so if you see something in your mind and you feel it with your being then you can have it and you can achieve it now just before i read a poem out of this book which is a gorgeous poem i wanted to just um tell you a little a little story about my son um some of you know about my son he's 17 years of age and he's doing his atars at the moment now i actually bought him the napoleon hill book last christmas and um, I asked him, you know, read it when you feel like you're ready to read it, okay? Now, in this book, the talks about um, uh, uh, burn your boats and take the island. You might hear, if you listen to Tony Robbins or anyone like that, you might hear them talk about it, or Bob Proctor. And what it means is that don't give yourself a way out. So it means don't dabble in whatever decision you've you've decided to make, whether it be in a new job, a career, a relationship, um, retiring, whatever it is, you don't dabble in it, yeah? 
you go full out. Now, this story comes from a, a guy, a general, and he had uh, a boat full of soldiers and they were going to war and they were going to fight on this island and they were needed to take the island to survive. So as they come up to the island, he told his soldiers, you need to burn your boats. And when we get out of them, set them on fire. And they looked at him as if he was mad. And they said, but, but sir, there's no way back. If we burn these boats, there's no way back. And he said, exactly. If you burn them boats, there's no way out. So you will give more than you've ever given before. And that way you will win. So they all thought he was nuts, but they, they trusted him and they did what he said and they burnt the boats and they took the island. When I came to Australia, lots of people who emigrated at the same time as me talked about that they kept a house in the UK just in case we needed to go back. Now, some of them actually went back and came back again and then went back and came back again. And that way, they never really burnt the boats they actually always dabbled in making a full life, you know? That, that is what I use as like a metaphor, not a metaphor, that is you, what I use as an example of how if you burn your boats, like when we came over here, we sold the cars, we sold the house, we I gave up an amazing job, you know, everything was like right full in there. We landed in Australia, we didn't know a soul, you know? And it was like an adventure and it was hard, but we burnt our boats and we took the island, yeah? And we made an amazing life for ourselves out here. And that's what I mean with you guys. If you're going to do anything, no matter what it is, I want you to not dabble. I want you to take whole wholeheartedly. Now, I talked to you about Taylor who's doing his exams. Now, what he did, and he didn't tell me this, and I'll explain why he didn't tell me this. He actually decided to... Um, there was two papers for an economics exam and he, he decided to test this theory, if you like, but he totally submerged himself in this theory and he totally believed in it. And what he did was he decided to only study one of the papers. He knew this paper a little bit better, so he decided to give everything he knew because he thought, well, if I knew this one a little bit better, I would rather have a massive good mark than um, maybe a half mark if you like so he decided to study this paper wholeheartedly he walked through it he even put his, his uniform on and was turning papers over on his desk and this is all what he told me later on and what he did is he totally believed without a shadow of a doubt that he was going to get this second paper and he was going to study it and he, he was going to win it and he was going to achieve an amazing um exam mark <clears throat> so by the way, he didn't tell me any of this. So he really decided to test Napoleon Hill's theory, burn your boats and take the island. So he goes to the day of his exam and he's pumped and he's going in there and he knows it's going to be this paper and he's walking in and, you know, he's got a friend there, this girlfriend, not his girlfriend, but a girlfriend. She looked at him and said, what are you so happy about? You know, if we're going in for an exam and he was like, yep, and I'm going to smash it, you know. He still had only studied one paper so he goes in and he sits down and there's three people in front of him there's one at the side and there's three people behind him now there's a 50 percent chance that he will get the other paper but he believed and he wouldn't let a shadow of a doubt in that he was gonna get this paper anyway she handed out the papers 
like just ditched them out to all of them and he sat there and he's still without a shadow of a doubt and he turned the paper over when they said begin and it was the paper he'd studied and he absolutely smashed it. Now the strangest thing was that after the exam him and his friends got talking the three in front the one next to him and the three behind all got the other paper. He came home, he was bouncing when he come through the door and he was like, Mom, that really, really works. And he, he was like, there's nothing that you can't manifest. He, he absolutely nailed it. And I said to him, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> and a lot of you know, this is what I teach. And he said, because, he said, your love for me would have let fear come in and you would have had a doubt in your mind that I could do it. He said, and I couldn't allow that to happen. He said, because I was 100% focused and I knew what I knew and I wasn't letting nothing stop me. And you know, he was right. So when I always say to people, you know, when you, when you even tell people who love you what you're going to do and they might come in with, oh, I don't know whether you could do that. That's because of their love for you or their limiting beliefs, you know? So he burned the boat and he took the island and he knew that he could do it. He thought himself a winner and that's what he did. So when you write your desire statement with these six steps that I've just given you, make sure you know, like you know, like you know. Now at first it's going to feel a little bit strange because you're going to think, nah, this isn't real. But then once you start doing it and you start believing in it and then you start visualising it, just like he did with the exam paper and Poppy did with the, the, um, the, the splits that she was doing, they started to believe, I can do this, because they could see it in the mind's eye. So I'm going to read you a little poem and I want you to think about this, okay? If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but you think you can't, it's almost certain you won't. If you think you lose, you're lost. For out of the world we find. Success begins with a fellow's will. It's all in a state of mind. If you think you are outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the strongest and fastest man. But sooner or later, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. Have a fantastic day, guys. And as always, I wish for you enough.